Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Anything on the docket? Is there anything on the docket for you today, Steve? Well, I'm sure it is, but it'll be you know more more will be revealed, <laughs> as it always is. Yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. <laughs> My name pa- is Joel. Why, why did you pause before podcast? Were you th- wait, what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we're so close, Steve. It just feels like it's it's <laughs> the music never stopped. So to That's speak. That's true. It's just the conversation just keeps going. It's the ongoing conversation. Right. And thanks for joining us on this ride. Yeah. My, yeah. All, 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 all seven of you. <laughs> I, I was going to send. Oh, so I was talking to my friend Delante the other night and I was, he was, the, he was in a conversation with somebody else about anime and they're like, what anime do you watch? I'm like, I really don't. But you know, a long time ago we had my friend Ann Yatko on. Uh-huh. And so I was going to send him, I know he's not an Apple phone user, so I was going to send him the Podbean, you know, co- share the Podbean episode Yeah, yeah. of our, of that, that episode of Anyatko. And I started typing it in and there was like a, a search option for trying to get better with Joe and Steve. I was like, <laughs> do we have a, which do we have a, do we have like a knockoff? out there because that would be great oh my god what if we're the knockoff we're (laughs) we're parodying ourselves out there maybe we are i feel like we are just in general but yes that's true we're our own little vacuum chamber (laughs) although that's not entirely true because we did actually get email yeah from past guest uh eduardo busson and uh thank you uh eduardo for your time and for your consideration yeah. And uh, Eduardo, you know, called us to task on a couple things in a very yeah. loving way and, you know, respectfully and all that. It wasn't, you know, a shit post, uh, but he's very thought provoking <clears> and uh, and he's a fan, which is nice, you know, but I, I just thought it was very a nice of him to take the time and B, we're probably going to have to, you know, think about what he said a little bit. Yeah, he all, all well, of, well, go ahead. I was going to say something about all about, except for the, the movie stuff, but I don't care. <laughs> and and I, I agree with him. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was just saying before you hit record, like I think we should have him on again to follow up because he's, and I want to take him to coffee just personally, because, you know, I think if anybody's been listening in the last few months, I have definitely, uh, I have definitely let my freak flag fly a little bit with my opinions about no. organized religion, so to speak. No. <laughs> Kirsten calls that she does this process and she calls that that's journal speak, you know, like it's it's stuff that you f- should feel free to write down in your journal. That's maybe not mm. always something you should just. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't apologize for my you were, opinion. You were, you were using your outside voice. <laughs> you should have yeah, your, but... your inside voice. At the same time, like some of that, some of that, uh, some of it's vitriol and some of it's like how I feel. Oh, no, I get but it. I, mm-hmm. But I, I think that, I think that um, a conversation with, because uh, he, because Eduardo, 
is a is a member of the faith you know he's a he's a christian pastor yes, so to yes. speak he's a he's a united not, methodist not so to speak he is i know but it's just like he's not like a pastor he is a pastor and that's the thing when he responded it was so it was so in, it was so so intellectual so so academic so theological so caring so so honest mm-hmm. i have and then when i re- read his response i i sometimes forget that the that the the word quote unquote Christianity is this large umbrella. And I have been looking at one side of the umbrella with that and painting everybody else. Right. That color, you know, and um, you were, were you othering? God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I sh- yeah, it totally was. Uh-huh. Which is tricky. No because, judgment. No judgment. I mean, I'm yeah. guilty myself. But, it, you know, it's like uh, it's <clears throat> don't judge lest ye be judged sort of thing, because I'm like, I profess to have a certain methodology or belief system or practice or whatever. And I spout off my shit and somebody can be like, see, those those people are evil and they all have mm-hmm. crazy opinions. Like, I, I'm guilty. of the well, same. We're not thing. we're not evil because we're correct. <laughs> I'm not I can't be evil if I'm right. Exactly. What's the what's the old song? It's a uh, oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> it was sure nice to run into you guys last night. <clears throat> that was funny. Yeah, I almost got ran over by one of those bike taxis to see you. Like, <laughs> I got so excited to see you and your family. Kirsten didn't know where I went. She was like, "You just like left me on the side of the street." <laughs> Sorry, Kirsten. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see you guys. It was good to see. Were you guys just out at the mill? Just like we were kind of hanging out. We were. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of just sitting at home and I'm like, it's really nice out. Let's go be a tourist in our own town. Oh, cool. Like, let's go. If you want to bring your book, bring your book, whatever. But let's go. Let's go downtown. Let's go sit on the dock at the mill and just watch the parade. Yeah. Like we were in another city, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice. Cool. It was cool. It was fun. I think we all had a good time. That's like one of the best places to just chill. It is. Pull up a chair and people watch. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It was never ending. Gianna was like, I said, well, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching the parade. She's like, what parade? Because we actually (laughs) marched in a parade earlier in the day, ironically. Uh Oh, (laughs) you know, she's like, there's no parade. I'm like, okay, what about that? Like that group of people and that car and that motorcycle and that group. And she's like, oh, yeah yeah i love a parade yeah i love a parade and it was a nice night out and we got some you know mill beverages mill beverages mm-hmm. see i'm working on my enunciation yeah you're doing great thanks buddy <laughs> that was cool yeah it was cool to run into you all so yeah i look and... up and i'm like there's this kind of cool dead steal your face shirt and i'm like oh that's kind of oh it's joel <laughs> It was Joel. It was funny. Yeah, I saw you in the wild. Saw y'all in the wild. Yeah, it was weird, kind of out of context. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 I, the first thing I said to you, the observation I was having about those those bike party bike bus uh-huh. taxi things that yeah. are obnoxious <laughs> group is group that, therapy. And, yeah, and when you're when you're and this is a spiritual lesson in and of itself, kind of tying into what you were we were talking about a second ago. Is that sit, standing on the sidewalk, listening to the loud 
90s R&B music they're playing and seeing all the shenanigans happening on those bike taxi things. I'm like, those are annoying and ridiculous and stupid, <laughs> but they're having fun. Like they're having a great time. Here's the thing. If we got like our friends together and our spouses and whatever we got on, we would be even more obnoxious. Oh, we would be the worst. We would be the worst. Stone cold sober. 100%. The worst. The worst. Everybody would hate us. <laughs> yeah. We'd be listening to the weirdest shit, uh-huh. having the having the most loud, ridiculous time. Uh-huh. And it's like it's like one of those things like it othering, right? Like Yeah. They're having a good time. They're not hurting anyone. Nope. Totally fine. Totally fine. Now, if those things were like running over people's toes and like knocking over bikes and, you know, going the wrong way on the on on this one way street. That's a different situation. A, that's a different, different, different situation. It's okay to yeah. call that out. Sure. There's a lesson there. Right. Yeah. We went to. <clears throat> so the story was so like after we got done chit chatting. Kirsten and I had the plan to go to the arcade bar yeah. and, play, and play some pinball. Yeah. But we got down there and Kirsten didn't bring her ID with her because we're stone cold sober. So it's never like a thing that we right. got to have, you know, so she didn't have a right because we rode our bikes down there. She didn't pack it. So we're like, fuck, what are we going to do? So we walked over to <clears throat> Mana Games. Yeah. What's up with that? So it's in the same spot where Indigo Bridge used to be because Indigo right. Bridge has a different spot now. Across from the um, Avonicone and the Apothecary, right? Is that the Apothecary yeah, book? Correct. And it's this guy who kickstarted his own business, which, which is a thing in like new tabletop game world. Is like you just start a Kickstarter for a game and you get people to, you know, invest a certain amount of money and mm-hmm. then you eventually have enough money and you can do the game, right. build the game or whatever, construct it. So he did that for this business and there's like a coffee shop, which had decent coffee. But it's essentially, it's like they have this whole room full of like tables, game to these really nice, like custom game tables mm-hmm. and just shelves of every kind of board game you can think of from okay. like, you know, we played Guess Who. <laughs> and then there's also like, you know, the, the the newest like tabletop RPG, you know, they had like complicated Star Wars games and all these, you know, different different board games you can play card games board games all kinds of stuff and you pay five bucks for a day pass and you can play whatever you want and they're Uh open till 1 a.m okay so we like we played guess who and then then the guy the owner came over and was like hey if you like guess who you should check out because we were just commenting how like really kind of dated and and non-diverse guess who is (laughs) i've never i've never played it so it's the game where you have all those things flipped up in people's faces and you try to guess the card that the person has, whatever. Sure, fine. People out there, all of our listeners know what that is. Except, they for, had a, except for Steve. Right. I'm sorry you didn't play Guess Who as a kid, it's man. fine, whatever. You turned out okay. I guess. So then the owner came over to us and was like, hey, if you want a little updated version of that game, we're like, actually, we were just talking about that. He's like, I think the, I think the game was called Who Is She? And it's just all of the all of these fascinating and powerful women throughout history like frida kahlo serena williams marie uh uh oh my god curie curie madam curie yeah um yeah amelia Earhart. amelia Earhart. yeah and then you john jet then you and then they have all these cards that you try to like 
but on the cards, it kind of explains who they are and what they did. And so it's kind of a thing. And then, then we tried to play a Monopoly card game and we took 45 minutes to an hour trying to learn the rules and gave up. Why would you play a Monopoly card game? I don't know. It looked fun. We played one. We there's, played one called... this, this is like the, the frozen Snickers versus the Snickers ice cream bar debate. Like, yeah. why would you play a Monopoly card game when you can play Monopoly? So the problem was and end thought... up just literally hating your spouse. <laughs> the card game we thought we we played a, a monopoly card game called monopoly deal which is kind of like monopoly uno this was like this intricate card game that took an hour for us to I'm learn out. To, yeah I'm even, out. i don't care we kind of stuck to it but we're you know i literally had to come home and watch a youtube video because i was so like it was edging me because i wanted to know <laughs> I, uh, the expression i, I was did... edged I don't remember the game, but Francesca brought home this game and the, the rules of it were just so incredibly arcane and, mm. you know, if X, then Y unless Z and then in which case jump to C yeah. squared, which then if and uh, we just finally said, we're not playing this. Sorry. Was it, was it a card game? Yeah. Was it called Flux? I don't know. I don't remember. We played this game called Flux, and they have a lot of different versions of it that the rules literally change based on what card you play, and you have to remember. It's it it's like the point is chaos. It's super fun, but not if you like predictability and rules. <laughs> I like Monopoly. Yeah, <laughs> well, we do too. You roll, and the that's dice, like the game. Oh. You land on the things, but I, like. Um, Matt Marnowski actually just uh, commented on a photo I sent from that place. He's like, the trick is to go go down there and scan the games that they have and learn how to play them before you go down there so you don't waste an hour oh. learning how to play the game in the store. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's genius. Mm-hmm. So, Mana Games. It was cool. It was great. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's fun. And they have games, all kinds of different games. Is that like, you, know? you think that's like... I don't know if backlash is exactly the right word, but a reaction to everything being on, on everybody's phone. Yeah. To go and just be in meat space and play a physical game. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think so. I, I told the owner kind of, the uh, you know, a short version of the story. Like we were going to go to a bar and play pinball, but we ended up here and I'm so glad we did because even the hour we took to try to learn that ridiculous Monopoly card game was part of it. Sure. Yeah. It like it's social. Demented it's social. And sad. It's social. <laughs> hey, speaking of yeah. what uh, I saw a uh, uh, social media interaction between you and a mutual friend, uh, Parker, who called out the breakfast club. Uh, oh, yeah. And my immediate thought was, well, 16 Candles, which, you know, is a farcical Ooh. 80s rom-com situation. John Hughes, cute film that actually is really about date rape. Yeah. Um, like, that's really yeah. the central pl- plot point is a date rape. Um, yeah. So that hasn't aged super well. But I was like, I was like, what's what what hasn't aged super well about The Breakfast Club? Have you seen it lately? No, uh-uh. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, homophobia. <clears throat> oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Bender and Emilio Estevez's character. Yeah, well, he wears the required uniforms. Yeah, they 
yeah there's there's a few of the f words in there not not fuck but the other one yeah okay uh-huh. um a lot of misogyny um oh. you know so the, like high school wrestling yeah <laughs> well when bender is hiding under when he's supposed to be oh, in yeah, the closet yeah, yeah. and he's so, hiding he's underneath molly ringwalds yeah that's kind uh-huh. of a salty a little bit a little bit yeah um and there's some there's some that's the, that's the part that came to my mind i don't remember the other thing well when and when when bender is the distraction in the gym he kind of makes some uh ethnic uh yeah. stereotypes to the principal sure i mean but the over i mean and that's the thing like you know our friend pointed that out but at the same time like i had the ability to pause it and be like you know we we talked about those things you know but right so i mean you kind of have to sift through it but yeah it doesn't it doesn't it's not that it, i don't think that it's as as egregious as maybe 16 candles is mm-hmm. but it's it's still there you know yeah that's interesting well i yeah. was thinking about like we were talking about you know caddyshack and that made me think like i would love to watch like uh you know even like the first vacation movie Oh yeah, it's just full. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of goes with the you know the late seventies, early eighties, you know, gratuitous full you know frontal nudity that serves no no purpose, you know, yeah. other than yeah. just to say that you showed the breasts, right? You know, I mean, like that's yeah. really, which yeah. you know was going to sell. It's going to sell some tickets, sure. For a certain dem- demographic, you know, sure, sure. <laughs> Hmm. That's interesting. Well, that I was listening to uh, an interview with Michael Mann, mm-hmm. uh, who directed, you know, Heat and um, Thief, which I haven't seen yet, but I want to because of the whole uh, James Con thing. James Con said that was his favorite movie. Oh wow! Yeah, so I need to find that and watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. But Heat, you know, is what most people associate Michael Mann with. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the person interviewing him because he's from like chicago proper like downtown chicago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he didn't mention names but i don't remember what the question was exactly but he basically he said uh well you know people from the western uh suburbs of chicago make one kind of movie and i make a different kind of movie uh, it was just a broad side of john hughes is what it was yeah oh yeah you know the oh, the, yeah. the plight of suburban teenagers you yeah. know <laughs> those poor those poor buellers yeah exactly right yeah, yeah. their multi-million dollar mansion yeah that, yeah. Poor, kid. that poor kid yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so i just I, I just went Ooh, that was that was pretty good that is, that is a shot though and that's an interesting uh-huh. that's an interesting thing because it was like when i think about well i definitely think about like ferris bueller's day off being sort of the pinnacle john hughes mu- movie to me yeah for whatever reason like uh cameron and his sort of you know dark depression he was the most privileged of the bunch right like really like financially well i I think that's the only area right yeah exactly because that's sort of his parents hated each other and they certainly didn't regard him very highly right but it's still it's still watching it was like you still wanted to be those kids because they had all of that it's like the 80s affluence but at the same time yeah. like you know they weren't um their home life was unsatisfying <laughs> ferris's wasn't unsatisfying he's the like the least sympathetic of the bunch that's true that's true right? his parents like coddled him. him yeah 100 yeah. yeah and he 100 took advantage of that 
it's Jeannie that we should really feel bad bad for his sister. Why? Because she was forgotten. Yeah, kind of. But it, well, we don't know the backstory there. That's true. You know, I mean, maybe they're just sick of listening to her. That's true. <laughs> you remember the movie A Fish Called Wanda? Yeah, yeah. You've and yeah, I I've only you saw gotta, I saw that before I really understood oh, what it was. Dude, you gotta go back and watch a Fish Called Wanda. The soundtrack is awful. The soundtrack is not aged well. Okay. Um, it's so just eighties awful. Um, but the writing and the characters are maybe and there's a there's i'm not going to bother referencing it now because you won't get it but there's a line in there uh where the the wife is just berating a daughter with one very british sentence you know Mm -hmm. that Mm kind of for me is the pinnacle of the annoyed affluent parent telling their unbelievably spoiled kid that they've never really actually paid any attention to whatsoever to just shut up and leave them alone Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're really bothering me I mean, maybe the 80s awfulness of the soundtrack is cool now no it's not it's awful okay. i just watched it like a month ago it's horrible okay great it needs to be retracked with anything <laughs> or just gotcha. eliminate the move the music gotcha um, but that's an 80s and it does have you know the uh i think jamie lee curtis you know yeah. has to show her show skin you know right which she doesn't seem to mind doing uh right and just kind of some silliness but that's you know whatever doesn't yeah i wonder if i wonder how that one holds up i haven't seen i i I saw that and i didn't know what it was like the story is the story's great and kevin klein if you like yeah kevin klein steals the show he's genius yeah 100 percent. so you had some oh you went and saw we both saw music last week yeah, <clears throat> I um, I we went down and well, it was sort of on Kirsten's nod. She went down with she had plans with a friend, um, her friend Jesse, to go down and see some bands for Lincoln Exposed on Thursday night. And I uh-huh. was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna go ride my bike, but I'll probably circle back downtown. And ended up, you know, buying the day pass for the evening. And um, and I I don't think I've. I mean, I, I think I may have been to that event before and just been there to see one band and ended up, you know, but she went home early. She took an Uber home cause she rode with Jesse. And then, um, I stuck around cause I really wanted to see a ferocious, a ferocious jungle cat play at the zoo bar. So I, but we saw, uh, we saw, I saw it caught the tail end of head of femur and, um, this band called hardly. And I didn't realize Head of Femur was still together. That well, I think I don't know if it was a return. Might have because I have I have their record and it's fantastic. They are just as good as I recall seeing mm, them. That's back awesome. In the day. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was still this band called Hardly after them. You know, kind of teenage space rock, which was great. But the main event for me was hold on. Ferocious- teenage space rock that's that was i, I, I love it that sounds somebody, great i'm in it, it was yeah it was kind of that it was kind of spacey and weird and poppy but not saccharine sweet you know it was yeah. a little you know it reminded me of like maybe like a made a i hate to put bands in pigeonholes but kind of a, a modern smashing pumpkins a little bit like kind of whiny and spacey but really cool and, and okay. talented um but my my 
I was like, Kirsten's like, you gonna stay out late? And I was like, yep, I'm staying out late on a school night. And I went and saw a ferocious jungle cat at uh, the zoo bar. And have you seen them? I I don't think I've actually ever seen them. I've seen clips of them, but I've never seen them in person. I I had a profound experience because I'd seen I'd like been on a thing that they were at. Uh, Spencer Munson, who kind of runs uh, <clears throat> uh, the other one, Lincoln, what's the next one? calling Lincoln, Lincoln calling. He's kind of in charge of that. He works for the place I work at and he brought them on campus. And I got out of rehearsal one night and heard this, you know, funk jazz jammy yeah. explosion happening across campus. So I <laughs> sauntered over there and he's back behind the light booth. The ba- That band is playing a ferocious jungle cat is playing outside. And there's like maybe 12 students there. And I'm like, right. And he's like, yeah, I know, man, I'm trying. I'm like, dude, these, these guys are missing out. Anyway, I was like, I, and I'd heard them. They were at another thing and I'd kind of uh, danced along. But th- I was at the Zubar. I was like, okay, this is, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to experience their entire set. It was fan. I mean, I don't know. That's not everybody's cup of tea, right? Because like Lincoln Exposed was like everybody. Like I saw everybody. My- my friend Jason's band top notch defective and they're like total hardcore punks. Right. And it was like wild and loud. So it's kind of brings them all to the yard, but <laughs> I think that like the rock and roll jazz jam shit that I have grown into with the grateful dead and fish and, and some other things like, like a ferocious jungle cat is the best, one of the best local bands Aside from a few others, your band is fantastic. Yeah. That, they're fucking. I was just like standing there, like I. I feel like I'm a part of something that, you know, people are going to talk about. I saw them when, you know, right. like, sure, yeah. Well, I hope just, it speaks to the amazingness of events like that, like because I think we mentioned at the end of the podcast last week, like go see something small, go see, go get your mind blown, go you yeah. know support local shit, and. I, I just highly recommend anybody see the band of Ferocious Jungle Cat. I'll put it out on the Instagram. They are on Spotify and whatnot. But wonder if they one of them would come on the mic. Yeah, I should reach out to them because I'd like to know their story because they've been around a few years mm-hmm. and they're starting to tour a little bit outside of Nebraska. And they're really great. Highly recommend. So yeah, I just had this like moment where I'm I'm glad I stayed out late. I paid for it the next morning. Right. You know, um, that may have something to do with the cigar. I decided to get at Jake's and that <laughs> fucked me up for the next day. But they were, That's it was, funny. they were, I just was really blown away. And I really, and I sent those clips to you and, and Jack and mm-hmm. Dave, cause I'm like, if you all ever get a chance, I mean, it's right up everybody's alley. Right. You know? They kind of go off on these, but there was like a following there too. There was like people like, I was there like maybe 20 minutes before they were supposed to start. Nobody was in the zoo. I went out and got that cigar, came back maybe two or three minutes before their set started. Place was packed. Yeah. It was I awesome. think that's probably the nature of Lincoln Exposed and Lincoln Calling, too, is people band hop. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the great part is that you just put your wristband on and you can kind of walk in wherever you wanted to go. Sure. That's cool. The Bourbon, Bodegas, Duffy's, 1867. 1867. In the zoo. Yeah. I, I have yet to go into 1867. I'm friends with the owner, Kelsey, on Facebook through, I don't know, reasons. Um, but uh, she's really cool, and she has chickens. Um, 
you know, she has animals, whatever. Um, right. But they have some interesting stuff happening there. I need to go down there one of these days and check it out. It was just nice to be out past curfew, you know? Right. <laughs> well, Holly and I deviated from our normal routine Thursday night because we had a window um, in our evening activities to go see uh, Josh Hoyer and Soul oh, yeah. Colossal at Stransky Park mm-hmm. on the Thursday night thing. And that was just delightful. Um, Josh Hoyer and Soul Colossal are amazing. And uh, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, their particular style of music, like you said, isn't everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, the kind of soul R and B situation. Mm-hmm. But God, they're so good, and I love that kind of music. I mean, they did. They opened up their second set with uh, either that or clo- whatever they played. Use me by Bill Withers. Oh wow! And it was it was great. And uh, Ben Kushner on guitar is just ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy's so good. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a nice guy. Um, and a Lincoln, uh, whatever pillar of guitar mm-hmm. playing in Lincoln, Nebraska. You know, and just a guy around town and um so anyway that was it was a nice night you know and it, that's one of the you know you i'm sitting there listening to them and watching josh and just thinking like they should be huge yeah <laughs> you know like they should just be huge they really should they they should be they they, they should just be kinda... huge yeah and uh, I mean, I I have no idea what their status is. I know they're getting ready to head out on a big tour mm-hmm. head across. I think they're going to Europe, which is cool. And that'll probably oh, wow. and that will probably actually be uh, better for them uh, monetarily than playing, you know, in Lincoln. Yeah, right. Um, they will probably actually, I hope, you know, make some coin over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The- but I mean, they're just they're just so amazingly talented. And just tight. I mean, the and they they jam out a little bit, for lack of a better phrase. I mean, they take take some extended instrumental breaks, you mm-hmm. know, but not not egregiously so. They're you know, which is right. for playing a open uh, family event, yeah, in a park in Lincoln. That's probably a smart move. Yeah, they're know? not going to go on a forty three minute first. No, tube no, they're not going to do that. No, uh, uh-uh. tight. You know, yeah, but enough room to where the individual musicians can can show what they can do yeah you know and like that gets people's attention a little bit that's 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 what i they they, even even in a lincoln exposed set a ferocious jungle cat did that a little bit and those guys are i mean they are super tight i mean i'd love to see like of that elk a little a mini festival of like a ferocious jungle cat chris lager band josh foyer and soul colossal Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'd go to that i would dude and it's like I was thinking about that during the event. I'm like, you know, I, I I am definitely talking out of school here. So I'm sure that our friends, Mike Semrad or Ryan Walsh can call us on this, but it's the, you know, even a, a local band like that, who is tight as fuck actually transcending local band status in yep. 2022. Like I'm sure there's, there's there's probably more accessible ways to get your music out but everybody's doing that so it's harder to kind of break yeah yeah, yeah. It, there's so much that it's you, you i i don't know how that works yeah. like you said other people would answer that better i just don't know how that would work yeah how you would get that break i don't know if it's still a matter of you just need the one person that's connected um yeah to say 
you know, it's the it's the fairy tale of you get you walk off stage and the guy in the suit with the scar comes up and says, we want to record you. Yeah. We want to put the machine. Exactly. Right. Welcome to the machine. I don't know that that I mean, does that even fucking happen? I mean, you kind of have to. I feel like, like, well, you got to have a hit. You got to, you know. You got to put it out there. I don't even know how you get like who's the next who's the next Maroon 5. But even then, like Maroon 5 was maybe maybe even part of the past paradigm because yeah, they were like yeah. pre TikTok or whatever. Like, well, yeah, you got to yeah, have yeah. a viral moment. You yeah, got to create yeah. a viral. You got to create a viral your, moment. Your SoundCloud channel has to. Yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I have no idea how that works. I know that. Um. I mean, a lot of the kids these days. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just going to go put myself yeah. out the pasture. We are. Uh, we are two older dudes. Oh, my kind God. Of, I don't understand of, how the TikTok works. Kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like my kids and that like they don't really. I mean, they they like some of the like they like bts who's yeah. the boy band darling of you know they they advertise with mcdonald's i mean it's that right. kind of situation but they also like really just obscure weird stuff that isn't played on the radio where are they Nothing. finding that though that's well that's, that's... the word of mouth yeah, social okay. media you know yeah. hmm. i mean soundcloud is a basically a record label you know yeah yeah i don't I mean, know go- longer very, the days I'm, I'm very ignorant about all of that. So, so am I. I, and it's like, it's easy for me to, or for you and I to be like, wow, I remember when you had to walk mm-hmm. down to homers and say, yeah, what's cool. Right. <laughs> like, I yeah. like this band. What else is going on? That's like this, or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I got I, my SoundCloud was MTV. So it was ever, oh, whatever M- kid. I know whatever MTV was pumping into my brain. Right. Even the, like the alternative, you know shows like 120 minutes or headbangers ball were still corporate yes spoonfuls yes of stuff yes well that's the you know that's what i tell uh how do i want to say this for the kids <clears throat> for the edgy kids that shop at hot topic right the the thing that i would urge them to contemplate for a minute is that you're still at the mall yeah but those kids aren't even shopping at that's the thing. Like saying that is already an antiquated statement because those kids aren't going to the mall to hop topic, are they still? Yes. Okay. That's, you would know. You have that's what I'm you saying. You have teenage like girls under your roof. Like that's because that's where you go to get the anime stuff and the manga. Uh, and, the, and you know, yeah, it's 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 the edgy store. It's the right. it's the out there store at the mall. Right. <laughs> well, that's it's still like that, most of the kids are at the buckle or whatever, right, right? You know, right. But the but the edgy alternative kids go to Hot Topic. Yeah, I I just think I think back to like I mean aside I, and you know full disclosure I have a Pearl Jam poster behind me. They were a cor- they were caught up in that corporate machine that pumped right. it into my ears, and I'm grateful for it. But I had to like read their interviews in magazines to hear what they were influenced by, you know, right. so that was at least, you know, once or twice removed, I got to learn about bands like green river or even, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to MTV in the eighties, but I, that's how I learned about the pixies. Cause Kurt Cobain talked about how he loved oh. the pixies, you know? And so like, I learned about the Melvins that way. I learned oh, about, sure. you know what I mean? I learned about mm-hmm. uh black flag that way. I learned about 
Fugazi that way. But I don't know where, I mean, that's the thing is like, you can just scroll through SoundCloud, I guess, and find whatever the fuck you want. There's kind of a, a nice accessible moment like that, but I don't think any of those bands are going to be, how do you break? I don't even, I I guess that, and that's the thing, like I think about, or like Orion Walsh, who seems to be pretty happy doing what he's doing. Yeah. Which is touring by himself, kind of on his terms, one man show. He yep. goes to Europe, he hangs out, he plays some shows, comes back, regroups, writes some new songs, what you know. Yeah. Like he doesn't appear to be bucking for a promotion. Right. You or know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like like yeah. he's he's an he's a working troubadour person. Right. Yeah. And I think probably a lot of those bands that got sensational overnight probably would have preferred to pay their dues a little bit like that. Yeah. You know. Hmm. Yeah, and then I, you know, because I've spent a little bit of time around rock and roll bands, and and the reality is, it is that it's unless you do get to a certain level where you can afford things like somebody to drive the van and haul the equipment. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard life. Yeah, like it's yeah. not easy. Yeah, especially if it's your full time situation, like you don't have a day job. Yeah. Right. Like it's a, it's, it's a lot of work and it's a hard life. And a mm-hmm. lot of times it's kind of hand to mouth mm-hmm. unless you have, you know, a patron. Yeah. Right. Like a spouse that has a day job. Right. You know, right. Or, the, or, a, a, a an uncle that's bankrolling the whole operation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause the reality of the situation is unless you're at a certain level, you don't make that much money. Yeah. I read, um, I read Dave Grohl's book, uh, um, storyteller, um, and he talks about being in, you know, bands, you know, before Nirvana, but he was in a band called Scream and they were kind of like, he tells it like, I mean, that guy is, has earned his due, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like you're hungry a lot, you're hungry a lot. And you're, mm-hmm. in, you know, like slapping, eat, eating those 99 cent apple pies for dinner, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Like sleeping in vans mm-hmm. and you know, waking up to the tow truck, towing your van and you having to like, (laughs) you know, like it is. Yeah. So, well, uh, the line that I always go back to is it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I used to work with a guy named uh, Dan Calkins and uh, otherwise known as dangerous Dan. And I haven't seen Dan in many years over 20, uh, but I worked with them. And uh, he hosted the open jam mic situation at uh, Dugan's Pub back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember the name of his band right now. He played drums. But uh, Dan was a really nice guy and a good drummer and just a cool dude. But we were talking one time. He's like, I made, he said, I made the decision a long time ago that I liked food. and so i work a straight job and i play music sometimes i burn the midnight oil a couple times a week to you know play music Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah it's kind of kind of where i've landed yeah i wonder i wonder if that's more of an accept like bands now are accepting of that just because the landscape i don't think that we're ever going to see another Athens, Georgia, or Seattle, or you know, Haight Ashbury, San Francisco. We're never gonna mm. see I don't know that we're gonna see that scene pop out again because that's just not the way the world works now. Yeah, the world is uh everybody's connected all the time. Yeah. So I wonder if that, you know, you will just have a lot of fucking amazing talent like we have in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's all every online. Other, 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, people are, are kind of content to just have that be their thing on the side. Pretty soon. I can see musical music festivals happening in, in, uh, VR headsets. Oh yeah, for sure. I was talking to a guy I work with this week about kids and technology and stuff. And he said that he's, they even got to the point, like his kid, uh, they have was an Oculus headset Mm -hmm. and that's where they hang out with their friends. Yeah. Like literally they play games. They, that's where they, like, that's where they live. And I'm like, okay, ready player one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So especially, especially when it's going to be too hot to be outside. Right. Well, just wait till the air conditioning stops working. Yeah. I saw a headline the other day. Air conditioning won't save us. I mean, (laughs) that's terrifying. Uh Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. So anyway, that's just, yeah, I'm glad we were able to riff on that a little bit. Like, you know, support your local. Well, and that's, your lo- back there's to a, point. there's a, there's a, there's a, 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 a nut for every wrench out there. I don't know if that's the expression, but if you, wrench if you really, in, yeah, wrench for every nut. If, yeah. if there's a, you know, if you're into the weird psychedelic shit, there's a band in your area that will probably play that for you. You know, there's, if you like hip hop, there's a fucking hip hop artist if, around. If you're into bro country, seek help. <laughs> if you're in if it, like darren keen his, yeah. his his project problems like he's he's putting he's throwing down some pretty cool dj parties mm-hmm. you know i saw his he uh made a comment a post i think it was yesterday that like he's really going to take some time to revamp problems oh wow he, he said like i mean i'm content to do, keep doing the dog songs for now but yeah i'm gonna be changing things like that's, that's cool, cool man yeah good for him that's evolution baby well, and that I, I think back to underscore your point or put a point on your point is that there's a ton of really amazing music in our little town. There really is. Like and there's a ton of it. That's the thing. Like we should, we should, should, I'm trying to remove that word from my vocabulary. I think it'd be a good idea to maybe get Spencer Munson on here. Somebody from oh. one of those festivals yeah. to just sort of say like how important it is to have these, because like Lincoln exposed was incredible. And I don't think people realize like, it's like, oh yeah, okay. I got to go downtown and park and then I got to, but you just pay to, you pay the, you pay the, oh my God, it's Lincoln, Nebraska going downtown and parking. It's not hard. No, it's not Chicago. Hello. It's not Chicago. It's not Chicago. Is Chicago. It is not Chicago. So I wonder like, you know, just like go down and just wander around, like freak yourself out a little bit. That's what I, I mean. It is. It has been a long time since I just kind of wandered around downtown, looking at you know, checking out bands. I was like, man, this feels really good. If you can do it, you should do it. Agreed. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. nice. It yeah. was really nice. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. So yeah, look ahead to um, uh, Lincoln Calling in September. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff happening. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That was my two cents. That was your two cents? Yeah. Well, I got my money's worth. Yeah, you did, baby. <laughs> Speaking of money's worth, I'm working on my 10-year portfolio. I'm in the throes of that. When it's does that have month. to be done? What's the, Is there a timeline on that? September 1, baby. Oh, really? So yep, is, is, is that you turn it in and then you wait for a ruling or what is ruling. that? <laughs> I don't know. What do they do? Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. 
Yeah, you put it, you you know, I'll have a committee of, of colleagues and they'll review it. There's also a tenure and promotion committee that will go over it. Don't they kind of know what you're about? Well, so that's the deal. Like, yes, you, sh- you should. Like, you, if there were no concerns halfway through my tenure with my third year, which is sort of a probationary check-in, I, sh- I probably won't have any surprises, but you never know. And... So yes, you submit it to a committee, two committees that deliberate and they'll give you feedback if they want any changes. And then you'll have a, a certain amount of time to update and edit. And then, you know, contracts go out in March. So I'll know, you know, I mean, here's the thing. And I, I, I brought it up in our text message about today. It's like what I've realized in going through this. So one of the things I have to do is yearly do these like activity summaries or whatever, basically a self-review every year. So I've written like four, five, six of those. And then part of the portfolio is to reflect on all of those. Oh, so I got to look at that and write a, write a, you know, few pages, four or five pages on it. And was like, I've already earned tenure in my mind, in your mind. And that's the thing is like, that's what I've come to realize is that I, I have done everything that I can do. I can see the progress. I can see the things that I needed to improve on that I did improve on things that I'm continuing to work on things that I want to get better at and want to add to my life, all that shit. And the self evaluation is really the, the gold. Now, if they, for whatever reason, decide not to grant me that rank, Mm -hmm. I have come to the realization that it has nothing to do with me. Oh, sure. Right. Like, yeah. and that's a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, if they don't do that, then it's, there's, there's some decision at a, in a dark room that I have no control over. Right. I keep thinking about Morgan Freeman in a Shawshank Redemption and the parole board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last yeah. one is frankly, I don't give a shit. You're going to do it. You're going to do what you're going to do. That's a really great analogy. And it's not like, it's not out of bitterness. It's right. just like, you know, I, I think there were times where I, you know, felt like I was a dog begging for a bone. Yeah. For good reason. Cause I want to have a steady job and I really sure. like this place. And I want, I love, I love the professor's life for the most part, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, you got to get to a point where you're doing it for the sake of doing it, not necessarily for somebody to grant you that. And, and it just, I think it's like, well, that, that applies to a lot of things. Totally. Like marriage. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Happiness, living sure. life. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I was, I was, I know we're getting close to the end of our hour, but I was just like tripping on that. Like, I wonder, have we in the last couple of years as a collective sort of re- not resigned, but just sort of started to let go of some really toxic capitalistic productivity desire shit for me and you or the nation well the nation no (laughs) no okay okay so then when you say the nation there's a lot of clinging to that paradigm yes but the people the people that make the name like yeah yeah institutions are freaking out Mm -hmm. but do you think that we as a culture are starting to see through the veil Oh, not fast enough. Yeah. Mm. We're not. There wasn't enough time, Michael. (laughs) Wasn't enough time. 
Yeah, I mm-hmm. don't know. I I I think I'm a little there's... I'm a little cynical when it comes to that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking got... at. I read an article yesterday about the Union Union Pacific is spending a few billion dollars to upgrade uh, a bunch of their locomotives to be like thirty percent more efficient by twenty thirty, and I'm like, don't bother. Yeah, you're. <laughs> you're you're yeah it's like you're it's like um we're gonna we're gonna put it's like putting like bluetooth receivers in betamax machines yeah right exactly yeah yeah okay you can pause the recording from your phone you can use your betamax machine from your phone yeah right right right. yeah kind of yeah high speed rails that's what we need well it's not gonna happen i know but i i guess i don't know i think we're all looking at the demise of democracy and saying, yes, and we've really been spinning that hamster wheel. And I know that this life is short, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a heart attack worrying about work. I'd rather have a heart attack because of my hereditary cholesterol or something, you know, like, come on. Yeah. I've, I've had, like, I had a moment, uh, was it Thursday, Thursday at work where I'll, I'll just succinctly say, the day was not going well. Mm-hmm. That's a gross understatement. Sure. And uh, and I had to have. I went for a walk. I'm like, this is not worth it. Mm. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. And, and like, uh, it's not worth you getting bent out of shape, right? Yeah. Or it's not worth a heart attack. Yeah. Right. It's not worth this level of anxiety. It's not worth this level of stress. Um. And so I, you know, the options were get in my car and leave, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. call my boss as I'm driving out, like, yeah, I'm not coming back anymore. Click, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, or get back to like, just take some breaths and do the best you can. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because I'm not in a position to be able to quit my job. Yeah. I'm not either. And here's the thing, like, yeah, I think that's really wise to realize it's not, they're not paying me to worry i am choosing to worry Mm -hmm. and 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 me whether i'm worrying and if and if that's in the your job description we want you to worry and stress about this right you might want to rethink your job right you know i think that's just i've worked i've been in jobs where that was absolutely part of the job description that's so fucked it was not written in the job description but it absolutely was yeah where like the people that i reported to were at best simple-minded selfish fucking pieces of shit <laughs> and it, and at worst were just malicious and enjoy and and cruel and enjoyed yeah. knowing that they had people under their thumb yeah like i've been in positions like that more than i care to think about actually yeah so that's a part of the like the place where i work now currently it's not like that at all yeah it's very supportive and that and that was that was also very helpful you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to like okay like nobody's all of this internal i mean i was not okay yeah yeah um and it was all none of it was from like the people that i report to or, or the organization really it's just yeah. some deadlines that are looming large and things aren't going well you know mm-hmm. and uh so I was really able to kind of recenter around that. And the next day was a lot better. Yeah. 
I yeah, it was a really just, nice lesson in like this too shall pass. Yeah, and if also I, if like, I don't if I don't you know if I don't implode and if I don't burn down the village, it'll still I'll still be there tomorrow. Yep, and there's 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 some wisdom in just letting the chaos be for a little bit and yeah. trying to see it from a different angle, you know, like I, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to go down with the ship because the ship isn't really burning. It's just the rudder's not working very, very well. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also, yeah, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, if, if it was in my job description to like, you know, uh, calculate how long your panic attack lasts at home after rehearsal and add that to your hourly rate. You're like, okay, fine. But I'm like, right, right, I got to right. learn how to manage that. Cause they're not, they give zero fucks whether how, if I, if, if I care that much too much or whether I let all that go when I leave campus. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that that attitude I think is pervasive. It, it may not be, super celebrated by corporations and capitalism right now. But I think that on the main, we're all realizing we've all been working for shit being treated like shit. I mean, I'm not, but right. The, the, the bulk of the working force in America is, is starting to see that like, well, it, you know, but they're still voting against their own best interests. So, <laughs> well, that, that, that's so I why don't, yeah. I don't have, I don't have much sympathy for them. I know. But when the messaging starts to attack unions and education, that's when, you know, they're really, they're really yeah. squirming. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's another, that's another topic. And that's another, another podcast. That's another podcast. Good well, Lord. What, what are you listening to these days, Steven? Uh, I've listened to a lot of the talking heads. Ooh. And I listen to, um, I mean, big surprise there, but I, um, uh, listen to some of Jerry Harrison's solo work, and I listen to the Modern Lovers. You ever listen to that album? No. Oh my God! Everybody, stop what you're doing, or when you're done listening to this, immediately go find the Modern Lovers record Modern on Lovers. whatever Modern Lovers is. Uh, one of I think it was Jerry Harrison's first group, and the record was released in '76, but I think it was actually recorded much earlier than that. Mm-hmm. So it's pre talking heads, and it's great. It's so good. It's weird and wonderful, and uh, it sounds kind of like I don't know for some reason I calling the Stooges, but uh, okay. Oh, Modern Lovers, it's great. Mm-hmm. I've listened to the whole thing once, and I will probably listen to it many more times. And then also, um, I think it was '88 that Jerry Harrison put out an album called Casual Gods, and it suffers a lot from 1988 production values. Yeah, uh, but there's a song in particular on it that was a favorite back in the day that still is really good, and it's called uh, "Man with a Gun," mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. All it's really missing is a really ripping Jerry Garcia guitar solo at the end because it fades. It's one of those songs that, and I have a category of songs where it fades out too fast. Oh yeah, oh you yeah. You know, like just when you're like really starting to vibe on it, it's really and it fades out. Yeah, they got to cut it off because they yeah. have to. Yeah. Because the the groove is great and the tone it sets is great, um, and it's the song kind of transcends the production enough that you don't notice how horrible it's <laughs> with the drums, the synth yeah, drums, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it just has a 
And it's, you know, it's one of those songs that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it doesn't have to, because just the, it's like an abstract painting, you Love know? It. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really like, I've listened to it probably six times this week. Just gone back and listened to wow. Man with the Gun. Yeah. It's awesome. I'll check it out. It's great. Yeah. Put it on the TTBB playlist. I will. Indeed. I need to update that. Yeah. I was actually listening to it this week thinking Joel needs to update this. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> I don't know how far back I have to go into our episode catalog to catch up. I don't but I'll know. just I'll we'll just, just pick it up from here. Put on Man with a Gun and something from Modern Lovers. I'm gonna have to. I I've been listening to some. I I got uh because of social media I came across this artist Patchy Man who is a dub artist, you uh-huh. know, and I really love him. And then uh, so I've been listening to some Patchy Man, and I'll put that out there. Like P A T C H Y P A C H Y M A N. Patchy man. Okay. Patchy man. Um, very, you know, just dub instrumentalist. Sure. Really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite comedians, actors, all around weirdos, Johnny Pemberton, mm. has this solo show that I really, really want to see him do. I want to see him tour it, but he only really does it local called um, Minnesota Reggae Colostomy Bag, <laughs> where he talks about, he's got like gnarly, like gastrointestinal I'm not surprised. He talks about, I mean, he's like this, you know, nerdy white kid in suburban min- Minneapolis, and he got really turned on to like classic reggae oh, and mm-hmm. rock steady and dance hall stuff. And he put out this whole playlist, the Trojans tighten up box set. So I'm like, you know what? I took a like a 15, 20 mile ride. Mm-hmm. It's like this huge three and a half hour playlist. I'm just going to listen to this old reggae. Nice. And I just put it on and I'm like, I'm not going to deviate. I'm not going to listen to anything else. I'm just going to listen to this. And I was fucking blown away. It's like awesome. my reggae, my reggae world really exists within the Marley family. That's true. It, you know, and this was mind opening. It's cool. I like some of the early ska stuff, Lord Tanamo and that kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Good. Bands on here are like the pioneers, the dynamites. Yeah. Good stuff. The slickers. Hmm. Good stuff. So that's what I'm into. Cool. Joel's getting all reggae, getting iry, and fish, that, and fish. Oh my god, that app Jack, Jack sent. I'm like, well, this is the best thing ever. Oh yeah, Jack put out this app. It's just fish jams. That's what it's called. Just fish. No, just jams. Fish just fish. jams. Fish, fish just, just jams. Yeah, PJJ. Yeah, and it's from '93 to current with no singing just perfect. instrumentals which is perfect yeah it's really helped me with my writing and my I portfolio bet. i just put that on and i you can like you can adjust it so it's like jams 30 minutes plus yeah hit that go yeah it's great it is great that no kind of made my day no shame in fact if you're a hater just step off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah we'll put steve yeah cool all right well i gotta i gotta hop on my bicycle i'm gonna go get brunch with my brother and eat vegan brunch at um the rutabaga's pop-up situation well tell him hi and that he needs to come on the show yeah i don't know why i didn't just tell him to come over earlier why didn't you tell him to come over earlier i don't know because i'm an asshole he's graduating from pa school this week oh fuck no way that's awesome yeah yeah he's still gotta pass his boards but he's graduating yeah, dude, I'm really fucking proud of him. That's so, so amazing. Fuck, that's no joke. That's accelerated PA school is not for the faint of heart. Well, just knowing, you know, we're not super tight, but I've 
you know, we've known each other for a while now and just knowing kind of where he was X number of years ago and just see him like, like get focused and driven about something. Mm -hmm. That's uh, my hat is off to him totally. a thousand times. It's so totally. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think you can see the forest for the trees right now, but I think that's what PA school does to people. So yeah, yeah. we'll give him a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. He might need it, but that's, that's very cool. Yeah, man. All right, dude. All I right, love dude. you. Love you too. Have a good Sunday. Yeah, you too, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Don't forget, toot your hooter.